0: Hello, hello. Joey here. Welcome back to Drolish. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Droolish. Episode 65, I might add. Hi, I'm your host, Joey Montano, who is very excited to record today, mainly because I think my intro is so sick. That's just my personal opinion. But enough of me. Droolish is a sleep and relaxation podcast focusing on helping you fall asleep, curb your insomnia, and hopefully get your mind off of your day and reduce some uh, constant mind racing and chatter. you have all been there. Hopefully um, I'm able to alleviate that. I blend in background noises, uh, specifically more ambiance white noise to help relax and create a, at least in my experience, a rather calm environment. I talk about a variety of subjects, mainly dependent on my interest, because frankly, what's the point of talking about things I'm not interested in? Makes zero sense. Now, the rain does start coming in a few minutes in. Uh, So it's not going to be a surprise if this is your first episode. I don't know. It just makes sense just to blend it in in the background. Uh, I don't know. It just makes sense. Now, Today's episode is continuing part two of the our, of the idea generation uh, tips and maybe tricks, but particularly idea generation tips for podcasting, content writing, uh, and, say, startups and business. Uh, the use of application of just idea, idea generation can be used anywhere, uh, but uh, I can only kind of relate it to what I kind of do day to day, and hopefully that resonates to you guys. So feel free to use some of these tips and if you haven't caught part one yet then please uh watch it or not watch it listen i mean you can watch it like you can close your eyes and dream it uh, while you listen that is technically watching like you maybe but uh fun little fact you are watching your eyes you are watching darkness when you sleep it's fun right Anyways, uh, last episode, we gave out six tips. Technically, it's five tips, technically six. uh, Tip number zero, which I'm going to mention right now, is to write that crap down. Either a note card, pen and pencil, whiteboard, your notes app or your bear app, regardless of your phone. Hire an assistant if you have money. Or write it on Twitter. Use an Excel spreadsheet. Use a Google Doc. Okay, I gave you like 12 different things right then and there. All right? Or just carry your voice memo and say it out loud you have ways to get your thoughts from head to tangible existence. You can make that happen. So I wanted to get that out of the way. So continuing our idea generation series, uh, I guess part two, and I can continue creating more of these tips. I just spent enough time to do 10. I didn't realize uh, I was going to take over, like, 50 minutes to go through it all. But I'm fine with that as long as I'm able to explain and provide, like, at least my, what I would consider logical explanations. Uh, might be a little bit wordy, but that's just kind of how I talk. So, um, but we're focusing on, on getting better a little bit all the time. Now, this first tip, technically tip number six. Uh, actually, before I call that out, I want to mention that. Again, these are these are mainly for idea generation. This is not for uh, validating or testing your ideas. Uh, there's just a lot of discrepancy between people who have a lot of like action and work ethic, but they just are not creative. And hopefully, this is a way for them to spark the uh, spark, you know, spark like the seeds of creativity. And for people who have who are good with ideas who don't really uh, execute primarily. Uh, me, generally. That tends to be in my, my MO, at least, for, at least for now. I don't think I'm as bad as I was, but uh, this still should be useful in generating uh, different ways of thinking, hopefully, and uh, to get you working with more prompts and, I don't know, maybe down the road connect with someone who does not uh, do well with idea generation. You can just sprout, sprout out these ideas for them and take credit if you want. And if you're wondering who I am and why I'm talking about this, well, I'm just a guy who likes creating ideas. And I talk about it a lot in my podcasts. And this, uh, this podcast is some way, shape, or form of, of me talking about things that I'm interested. So it's up to you to take the value of what I'm offering for what it's worth. And that's the value of what you're willing to give it. Now, tip number six, continuing from last podcast. Do what I call, uh, add a, quote-unquote, stickability factor. Now, by stickability factor, I mean some of us are happy to write an idea down, but it might just be two or three words that is just more of a concept rather than an idea. And what you would want to do is that you want to write your idea down in the methods I mentioned. And if you have a few ideas, that's fine. Uh, Then wait at least a day. Like 24 hours, it could be a week, it could be a day, and read your idea out loud after writing it down. Now, what you're doing when you read out an idea is you'll either know what you are explicitly trying to get at with the idea, or you will realize, oh, this is not really fleshed out. What was I thinking? Or you could just say, oh, this is a terrible idea in hindsight. But when you add like the stickability factor to it, and wait a day, you'll be able to just to filter through and just, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word, and filter through and kind of just dive into an idea that that would feel more tangible. Um, and what I'm saying, and I'll try to give you an example. And I, you might have an idea of a new way to cook a potato and you want to create a recipe out of it well if you wrote down um potato recipe uh, as an idea you know that's more of a concept but when you look at it the next day you can think of saying oh potato recipe what was i thinking oh yeah you know lemon you know lemon and vinegar ginger potato recipe over cheese or something something like that you know, you can actually flush out, you, you can recall what you kind of did before, hopefully it's not too late, um, but you can, you can either dive more deeper into that specific idea that you're trying to create. And by doing that, uh, when you do that, you can read it out loud and, and realize, oh, is this a good idea or is this a bad idea, at least to yourself. And sometimes, you know, you might think a bad idea is good, a good idea is bad, but what's important is that you are taking the time to let the idea settle in and you're either going to reinforce an idea that you want to turn into reality or you're going to just disregard that idea and move on with your life. But you want to put yourself in a position to flush out that idea a bit more if it's something that you like. And if it's an idea that you like, well, you're, you are already taking the time to read it out loud. So just writing out a few more notes, explaining kind of what you want to get get out of that idea, and going back to the potato recipe, you can talk about, you know, if you're writing about it, like where, your like where the inspiration came from, like why you why the blends, or the yeah, the taste, how it all blends together into some fruitful culmination of, of, taste bud bliss. I don't know. Okay, you can just go ahead and like start flushing that out a little bit a little bit more and you can repeat that step even the next day or you can wait a week um, preferably the sooner the better but i still recommend getting at least like a full day to self-validate um in like your notes i can't say it's an, i can't say self-validate the idea um, because sometimes like i said it might not be an idea that you're making it could just be more of a concept uh, plus, you can also probably take that time to, uh, when you read it out loud, you might think of something else that might actually exist ahead of time. So uh, that's, that's pretty much it as well. Uh, so yeah, you can't... There's nothing wrong, like I said, with writing it down to one thing, but revisiting is, is the key. Because, I mean, I did that with my ideas stuff, too. I have a big spreadsheet, and I go through and I'm thinking, like, does this sound good in hindsight? And then I mark the ones that I think sound great. And then I make a note and say, like, okay, down the road, this could be something that I'm really focused and honed in on because I've went through it like three times and I'm more sure about this one than the other ones. Or you could just create a list of them and then try to validate them at another point. Um, I don't know if I'll ever talk about validation um, on this podcast because it's something that I have not done personally in regards to like startup ideas. Um, But... Anything else but content and validation, I mean, you get feedback almost instantly on like Twitter posts, content that you've written, or videos, um, like you generally get that anyway when you create ideas and you do things, but, uh, but, for, but, for, but for an idea specifically for like startups, you generally want some validation before you move forward because uh, the time value of effort is incredibly high. And uh, yeah, so, or is the time value of effort is pretty low, like what you get out of it, yeah, whatever. But uh, yeah, add the stickability, add the stickability factor, and then ask yourself, how can I flesh this out a bit more? Tip number seven: Be greedy. Sometimes just wanting something to exist is more than enough to be an idea. Now, this probably could have been number one, but I wanted to lead you guys in a direction of coming or of, of using your outside forces and experiences in life to solve problems specifically because I find that solving problems is the biggest key towards better ideas. Uh, But there are some people who dream the world will be completely different that has nothing to do with what's going on currently. And for that, I say run with it because there's nothing wrong with those types of ideas where you could be greedy and just think of like any single object or something that you do day over day that could be completely different. Um, from a new type of technology that could just be strictly based off, like, could be like internet, like thought-based internet, and you don't have to use your hands, or a new way for people to communicate mobily, Okay, like, like there are many things that you can look and see, and then come up with absurd, tangential things that you absolutely want to see. You don't care if anyone else has it except for you. Like, if that makes you incredibly happy, or you just you just want something to exist so bad. Um, that might not even be feasibly possible. There's nothing wrong with that. Like don't force yourself to have limitations if you don't want to. At the end of the day, the only person that knows what's going on in your head is your head. It's your mind. Like that's it. Like your thoughts, your thoughts are, are never going to be uh, tangible unless if you force it to be tangible. End of story, no matter what. You're sad. You can you can practice your poker face and just be sad without showing emotion. Okay, you're tan. You're you're, you're you know you're forcing zero reaction, but like no one can tell what you're what, what you could be thinking. You could train yourself to be that way, but at the end of the day, um, no one is going to be able to read your mind. And if they did, then let me know uh, how you did that because that's probably worth its weight in gold. Yeah. <laughs> But seriously, guys, um, just some, just wanting something to exist is more than enough to be an idea. That's it. Like there, are, I, I mean, I've talked about many apps, and I'm going to sprinkle this app into. This is going to be part of, part of my startup series. I'm a little bit more serious about this one, but but I want to have the ability to have a like. I mean, you can do it with Bluetooth, but you want it. But I want to have the ability to do. Um, like an like a app or a system to where if you're open to meeting people around you, whether you're at a bar or in a social setting, um, it's you have the ability to like look up people and profiles around you based off of proximity. And it's all based off of permission of what, you know like say if I wanted to know who's at this bar or whatever and, and I might not be friends with people, but like if there are people that seem pretty cool, you know, you can simply just look up their profile, and all you have to do is just pull up your Bluetooth poll, Gap, and see who, who's literally, like, at this building, or here in the proximity, and then you can plan to be like, hey, you want to chill, you want to do whatever. I'm pretty sure, like, I'm pretty sure there could be, like, dating purposes behind it, but I was thinking more of, like, conferences. When like, you're at a conference and you don't know anyone, like, someone, if someone doesn't have LinkedIn, it's... Whatever, but like you can literally just be in proximity and just get their information, or maybe just simply it down, or or make it simple. Make it just like their business card. Like you're nearby, your proximity, the card pops up, and be like, "Yeah, I want this information." Boom, here's this business card. Here's here's whatever. I mean, it's all about the intent behind. It. It's all about the intent behind the technology, anyway, and just marketing it that way. At least in my head. Uh, but. Uh, but yeah, that's just me, me being greedy. That's, that's more of like a greedy idea. Like, I know, I know there's probably a lot of like negative implications, but I think more about it. Like, oh yeah, you might get hackers and steal your information. But the way I see it is like, well, I just have like a square thing on my screen that says here's me, here's my name, here's what I do. I'm, I'm at a conference, you know, share, 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 the, sca- share the scanner, or scare your QR- scan your QR code, or just, uh, just be near me and just hit the accept button and it's done you know you're 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 cutting out the system of adding on well, linkedin doing weird messages and contacting them at a later time it's already done for you but again that's just my greedy idea there um but again you guys have the ability to do the same thing just come up with an idea that is strictly like you can almost look at anything and just think like oh this is gonna be better or this I, I want this to be the most badass mcgee keyboard or whatever you're looking at like a phone or bed you know just just be greedy of what you truly want and that no one else can have that would be a, i mean that would be a great way to uh, to idea generate and then once you have that you can just figure out oh well maybe other people would like this who knows tip number eight this is a concept i call uh bastard odds uh, i don't think this is a unique concept i think like tim ferris might talk about this um, it's it's talk it's done a lot in like human psychology um, I've used this personally myself uh, not just for ideas sake but it's primarily for um, I'm trying to think of the right word uh, life uh, and that's and and that's where you tell yourself to do it's, it's when you force yourself to do one thing and if you don't do it then you're gonna have to... Uh, negatively you you have to give yourself a negative consequence. Uh, And I'll throw some practical examples for you for content, podcasting, or business in case you need some of that. Uh, So I call it, like I said, I call it bastard odds, but if you are trying to just come up with an idea, regardless of what it is tell yourself if you don't spend 15 minutes writing down at least one idea, so you sit down on your desk or whatever, you time yourself for 15 minutes. If you don't write down at least one idea, then you will have to do something you hate doing. Now, I have to emphasize, with something you hate doing. Or something that you just absolutely don't want to do. It's something that, that gives you a lot of mental pain, I like to call it. That could be doing chores. It could be mowing the lawn. It could be taking out the trash. It could be you running for 45 minutes straight. Outside in the snow, it could be you shoveling your neighbor's driveways, all of them. But what you're doing is that you're is that you're giving yourself bastard odds. Like like you like you're gonna be damned if you do, damned if you don't. But the problem, but the thing is, the damned if you do is the action that you're doing, knowing that it's going to help you long term. So, if we talk about content ideas. You can sit down and, and, you know, look at the stuff I told you or, listen you know, recall some of the stuff I mentioned and think of, hey, I'm going to give myself 10 minutes to write 10 different article concepts or, yeah you know, type type 10 different articles. Uh, and if I don't do that, then what I'm going to do is that I'm going to message 12 people on LinkedIn to... to or actually, I think that I'm going to pitch twelve people to guest post on a blog on some of these on all the ideas I've done prior. Or I'm going to guest post some old articles I wrote, and I'm going to move it to like their site and not take the credit. Again, it's it's gonna you're you're doing something to where you're gonna force yourself to do one thing because it's human nature that the, that that you're gonna do whatever it takes to avoid loss like even if even if someone gave you a dollar or yeah someone give you a dollar or you told someone hey i'm going to go to the gym every day and if i don't go to the gym every day i'll give you a dollar for each day i don't go like you're you, you don't want to lose a dollar you don't want to take go through the effort of just being like ah, i i'm willingly paying someone to for for something that i'm not doing like that is a terrible feeling so that's why I call it bastard odds because it's just not because it's 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 not specifically fun and it takes a very specific type of person to do this tip. Uh, for me, I love it. I don't know. I just it, for me, I, I feel like it it helps it helps bring some sweat to your life. Like it makes you work a little bit harder. It makes you think and feel like you're more on your toes. Like it's it puts yourself more in a more in a competitive environment with yourself. I haven't done this tip that frequently mainly because uh, it's, I don't know, I, I really haven't. I mean, I usually do these tips specifically for my life goals. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, like, I think I mentioned this too, like, I'm going to go nuts and increase my debt, my month, my monthly debt, so, I, so uh, I'm forced to get my crap together and get better jobs and work hard and get paid what I'm worth. So, I, 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 you know, the bastard odds My reverse-engineered my uh, my income, like, like, years ago to, like, pay off student loans. So, uh, like I said, it's not highly recommended. It's It takes a very willing person to do that, and it takes a very confident person, or at least the willingness to believe in yourself. It's confidence is one thing, but you have to believe you can do it. Like, that's, yeah. Uh, And even in business, like, uh, using a business example, it's like, hey, you know, what are, like, you can come up with, you know, like, three ways to help speed up productivity at work, or three ways to ask your your superior for a raise. And if you don't do that, then you're going to have to buy lunch for everyone at the office. Or buy donuts for everyone at the office. Yeah, it's a nice gesture, but, you know, you don't want to be spending money doing that. Okay? Or you just do, like, donut runs, or food runs, or beer runs, okay? But, you're, again, again, you're setting yourself up to create a system that forces you to, one, do the less painful thing. And the less painful thing should always be the right thing, again. Okay? The thing you want to do should be the lesser, like the lesser of two evils. That you're going to force yourself to do. That's how. That's how to take it. So that's the key. That's always the key. You can't be like, oh yeah, I'm going to spend 10 minutes playing League of Legends, and if not, then I'm going to, I'm going to clean up the house. I'm like, no, that doesn't work that way. You know, you got to, you've got to, you know, the pain point is you doing the work. And if not, then you're going to have to force yourself to do a bigger pain point. That almost sounds like an idea for an app right there too. Just so you know. But, and again. It's just you know it, it it just takes I don't know I, I I think if you just do this long enough um, regardless if this idea or not is good or bad it's just things that you just have to keep telling yourself and you have to keep thinking regardless um, and you know always asking yourself you know how can I make this better like what are the pain points and just catching yourself and think you know these things that I mentioned in the previous uh, episode and let's see I mentioned more content uh, business and startups uh, I mean the same things apply just tell yourself to do. Startup ideas or ways to iterate, like just some practical examples, or else, or else you're going to have to email three VCs on your concept of an idea, and have them ream you for not being totally flushed out. Okay, like uh, you know, you, you, you can you can force your odds to do whatever you want, and the bolder the person, the bigger the odds, apparently. So again. Take that for what it's worth. Uh, that works for a specific type of person. I, for me, I feel like I qualify a specific type of person because um, I've done it before and it works like incredibly well. And it sounds a little bit ass, and I I may, maybe ask backwards, but it it it, th- it thoroughly works um, because you know you're, you're you're giving yourself no option to not do it. Um, and if you do, you you know there, there's a consequence. Tip number nine. And we are nearing the end in this one. I, didn't, I was not expecting this episode to be so fast. Uh, but tip number nine. Uh, niche up. Niche up. Whatever you want to call it. And by that I mean, you know, you don't want to solve a problem for everyone. Or at least to start. Okay? You want to find an idea that solves a problem for a smaller set of people that have many similar pain points. And then find ways to... And then simplify ways to solve a problem. thus, craft an idea. So, some of you, I don't know if some of you guys are in business or you guys are just, um, I don't know, non-business people. That's what binaries I'm using. So, um, whether or not you're in business, you might have heard, like, the word niche or niche. And uh, everything you do and everything that's, like, marketed towards you at this day and age, uh, especially on Facebook, uh, you are technically uh, Qualified, or you know, you're you're under a certain niche um, as a person, or even as a business. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter who it is, or what it is. Now, when you create an idea, you can think of how it's going to benefit people, um, or you can think about how it's going to benefit a certain subset of people that would be incredibly in fact impactful. And what by that I mean. Uh, You want to help the people who need it the most and provide the biggest value to those people. And the thing is, not everyone is going to have the same needs. That's impossible. Like, I mean, there are some needs, but, uh, and I'll go back to the food example. Like, if you are someone who wants to have an idea for a restaurant, you know, you can have a restaurant that serves food. Alright, that gets people full. Like, in theory, everyone should be coming to your place. You have everything. Problem is when you have everything, you know, people just assume you have nothing because you have big, you know, big variety of uh, menu items. I uh, you know, how can your cooks know how to cook everything? Great, uh, it's got to cost a lot of time and effort to get all the food supplies and whatnot, and most people aren't in the mood to try everything. Now, if you want to niche niche up or, you know, they call it they call it it whatever, it's um, or segment specifically, you go from a restaurant that serves everything to a restaurant that serves, uh, Italian food. Okay, well now you're out of genre, you have Italian food. Great. That's a lot better. And it could be a good starting point for a restaurant, or, or the main point of a restaurant. Um, now, what makes it, at least in my opinion, very extraordinary or very um, creative and fun, in my mind, is you know going deeper. You know, everyone loves Italian food, but what are the type of people that you want to bring into the your establishment, or what are the price points you want to have, or how do you want people to feel, okay? Or what are the things that they don't want to deal with with other Italian restaurants? Well, you can turn an Italian restaurant into a you know unique experience where it's an upscale italian restaurant that lets you choose your dish at any moment maybe you can have like a food tray or like a, like a spinning tray of italian dishes that come out or or i don't know i don't want to say buffet everyone has buffet but but think of new and creative ways for people to eat italian food or you can blend your italian food and be like hey i want to blend italian and uh, I don't know. I uh, can't think of a, a really good, really good subset of uh, food. I don't know Italian and Indian. You know, like an Italian-Indian fusion. Uh, you can have like pasta mixed with Italian flavors, and see how that goes. Or you can put like lasagna with Italian flavors. I don't know. Like, like my favorite example that I can think of that is in real life is. And This is going to be a bit of a shout-out, but like this is, hands-down, my favorite pizza I've ever had, at least when I'm traveling. It's a little place. It, it, it's, it's out in, in Washington, D.C. I think it's out in the suburb of Bethesda. I think that's what it's called. And they are a Thai place that is operated as a pizza joint. So they can they offer some traditional pizza styles, but their main menu and what they're known for are their unique Thai dishes uh, served and a served served as a pizza. And I think we got like the yellow or green curry chicken pizza, and it literally tastes like you're eating curry like from any awesome you know uh, Thai place or Indian place, and. You also taste the pizza, but it's so blended together, it's not like you're eating... It's not like when you're eating food that isn't, like, well-cooked, where you the flavors are, like... Like, you taste the flavors separately. You just taste, like, the best of both worlds. Of, of every single dish of the, that you eat. And it's, like, located on, like, this weird, like, like small... And it almost looks like one big pizza brick oven. Like, it's a brick building. It's super small. Enough for, like, the owner and, like, one worker to make the food and there's, like, a line that goes outside. And I don't know what it's called. Um, But that was, you know, but that is a super awesome niche for people who, one, like, you know, like, Indian food, two, like, pizza, and three specifically, um, people who love a unique experience that want to try new things. And that's more validation on, like, kind of the uh, reverse engineering of, you know, what you want or what you want to achieve out of what the idea is you're crafting and the same thing could be said for like content on youtube i mean people could talk about literally anything and everything i mean like from what anime to race cars to xfl to nfl to to like specific college sports teams like like you can find a specific niche that could be you know like the coaches network of of college of college sports like Like, that's a huge niche that's based off of, that could be based off of someone's ideas, wants, or needs. But to drive those ideas, like I said, you just need to just think a little bit more about the specific person you're trying to get at, or a specific business, or the specific end goal that you're trying to achieve, and work backwards to identify who these people are, and then come up with that specific niche. I mean even if you're just selling a product or if you're a consultant or or you know, you just do sales, it's like, well, you know or yeah, if you just sales, like do you want to spend your time going after like everyone? Like like if I sell life insurance, like you want to go after everyone? Do door to door sales? Or you could just do like specific corporate do like yeah, focus on business and maybe corporate companies that have the money to spend on in insurance and be like, Hey, we'll offer corporate life insurance for upper for mid-level people or for non-blue-collar or non-white-collar workers you know it can like there, there are certain ways to do that and you can always like i said when you have that you can then just custom cater everything that way now i'm talking a little bit more about like uh more about validation and flushing these ideas out at this point so i do apologize for that but the key point that i'm trying to drive here is that you can't appease everyone. Uh, you don't want to appease everyone. You want to appease enough people to where you know your idea um, not only hits right for you, but it hits right for the people who make sense uh, of understanding what you're trying to offer. Because uh, I mean, almost anything and everything. Like even a month ago, I was just thinking, "Hey, like you know what's going to be sound? What's going to sound great?" is designer face mask because corona is going to take off and people are probably going to find a way to normalize and face masks are going to be a thing because despite what doctors say like at the time they were saying oh don't wear face masks; it's not that effective and people and i'm just thinking like wait a minute you mean to tell me it's at least effective then it goes from zero percent you know it goes from terrible you know you know it goes from uh a non-zero chance of getting corona to like even better odds or worse odds, whatever better odds if I have a mask. Like if it decreases any percentage of me or anyone else getting corona, like that's useful. And for anyone to say not is just asinite. and I'm very surprised. I know this is a side rant, but I'm very surprised that doctors are actually recommending that. Like, don't wear a mask. Did not. Uh, I was like, wait, I was like, wait, doesn't it travel through? Like isn't it like airborne or like droplets or like, oh yeah, some of it might go through but but it doesn't help as much. And I'm like, So you're telling me it helps? Like if it doesn't help at all, then say it doesn't help at all. The last time I checked if you if someone was giving you um, a zero percent chance to live compared to five percent chance to live, you're gonna take the five percent. Like like a lot like it just doesn't make any sense and uh. Okay, side rant aside. The whole point of the niche up is that look there's just going to be a certain subset of people that that will have a need, and it changes all the time. But like you, you just have to identify. You just have to identify that. Um, and I know it sounds easier said than done, but let, let me try to take that step back and say, you have to just focus on not solving a problem for everyone. Solve a problem for yourself first. I mean, that's the, that's the, solving a the problem for yourself is like the hyper niche, like it answers everything that you do that your desires. But focus on like a small group of people, and likely that will translate into other groups of people that are, sim- that are similar or out there. I don't think I have anything else to add with, with niche up or niche up. Uh, I'm trying to think of like content examples. I think I mentioned a couple. Uh, I mentioned business examples, maybe even startup examples. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I can add any more value there. However, with tip number ten, it's all about bringing value. That's it. That's your tip number ten. Just bring value, because no one in their right mind wants to do any activity that is 100% absolutely worthless. Period. You don't want to waste people's times. You don't want to waste people's energies. You don't want to waste people's attention, okay? You don't want to waste any semblance of other people's being uh, when it comes to ideas, okay? So that's why I think the easiest path, and there's a bit, like I said, in regards to difficulty, I think this tip, like, just always keep this in mind. It's like you always want to bring value with your ideas, okay? Uh, As we're talking about content content is there's so many ways to bring value in just content in general like from offering a unique point of view even in writing or in videos or if you just have something you want to talk about you can just offer your unique perspective you can offer a new idea a new concept anything that comes from your mind that you believe people can resonate and here's the point of bringing value is that you give them something that's worth consuming that can take in the that could take in the shape or form of being entertaining. It could be just having content that, that's actionable. It could just be something that just gathers their attention and makes them feel better. Okay. Like anything that elicits any positive or, or any, any response that people could take back and say, Oh, okay, there's there's something there. Uh, because if you are able to elicit any action, you know, to get people listening, or if your business you want to get people to click, or you want people to read your stuff, or you want someone to call, you know, you want to bring value in some way, shape, or form with any in all of your ideas. Okay, so the scope of the value that you're trying to bring um, will vary, and that kind of focuses on on the uh, tip number nine, which is niching up. But it's almost impossible to bring. A good idea to life, or to, you know, to, to bring an idea that can, can exist um, from nothing. You want to have a, a starting point, and for me, it's like offering value, and that's the that's the simplest case. Um, and I don't I don't know. I'm trying to think of like specific ways for a business. I mean, it it's it's almost hard to it's almost hard to like bring practically because it should be obvious. But like for this podcast, I like to talk about things that hopefully will offer a benefit to you down the road. Um, sometimes it's brain food Um, i like to call it that or maybe it's a thought experiment that's just something cool for you to gather interest and get your mind off of your day or if you are uh, you know someone who just wants to build a product your bring value could just be uh, you know the efficiency of time tracking or the efficiency of adding names to a crm system or or simplicity in doing video conferencing, or just making video conferencing fun, or more valuable, or making video conferencing um, specifically work friendly. Okay, um, and you know anything could be there. It's just um, just identifying that value that you're bringing, and it can still be within a specific product that's being built. You know, you just have to offer. You just have to find that value that you think. Your idea will either make an experience easier, make it better, or just, you know, elicit something that drives people to want to use your product more, or whatever you're doing more. Uh, let me think of, let me see here, I got, i thinking of content, I already mentioned content, like anything of value, like anything that you write should be of value regardless, even if it's your point of view. Like, that should be valuable. Like, the whole idea behind that, though, is coming up with the ideas, is one thing. But again, the execution is another thing. If you want to do videos, but it turns out you don't know how to do creative, or your video quality and your audio audio quality is terrible, again, terrible execution on what could be a great idea. So, uh, they say, like, a mediocre idea with great execution is infinitely better than a awesome idea with minimal execution. And I believe that's true. Uh, like it's the art form is the execution and uh, this will hopefully be a good first step into creating to you guys creating a lot of value uh, just for idea generation for yourself and then taking the time to uh, move that into other spaces so I hope that these tips have been uh, fruitful and useful uh, I don't think I have any more tips at the moment um, that I'm going to dive into. However, if you guys are more interested in listening to this series, or mini-series, I can do a part three. I'm not opposed to doing that. Um, but again, this is, after a certain point, like, I can't just be offering tips nonstop for, uh, for idea generation, uh, eventually. Uh, it has, you know, you know, these tips should be enough to get people going. And if it's not enough to get these people going, even with the explanations, then maybe, then maybe, right? Feel free to send me, if this sounds good, um, email me at com. This is stuff that you're interested in. Is, uh, is I can just create more, more long form content that is very in depth, almost like a course like thing. Uh, I don't know, because I, I just find this stuff to be very fascinating to me. So, uh, yeah. So I'm done with the tips for now. Alright, so hard, hard tips stop at 40 minutes and like 55 seconds. Uh, and remember, like not every, not every idea will be a hit. Uh, ideation, creation, and validation are all parts of turning non-tangible into tangible, but the ideation, idea generation part is the part that uh, you know we're, we're honing in on today. So As my parting words to you folks, I hope... That you enjoyed uh, this mini-series. I told, I told you guys I'm probably gonna do a couple episodes. This will probably be released Sunday. Uh, I, I want to keep the... I, I don't want to miss a recording day. And uh, yeah, I don't want to miss a recording day and I record every Wednesday. So uh, I feel like if I lose that then I don't know any semblance of like a foundational s- schedule I'm doing, uh, structure, just falls apart. So uh, this will likely be released Sunday. Uh, and again, uh, thank you all for listening. Like thoroughly. Uh, I I don't know how many people like listen the whole way. I don't know how many people I'm, I'm helping doing this. Uh, I do get the emails. I do get some tweets. Uh, and it feels awesome to you know help people. And I find that you know as long as I'm able to help people alleviate their their sleep issues, uh, that's you know that's going to be great. Um, as for the future, and why not? I'm going to talk about the future. You know, at this point, we're done with the tips. If you're still listening, you got you guys know the drill. After what 64, 65 episodes in, uh, I'm pretty excited for the future. Uh, I I'm still actually using the same old setup that I did prior. I just find it easier to record on my Mac. I'm just maybe I was just too lazy to like swap computers into recording. Uh, but I think the sound quality is still pretty fine, so I'm not going to change things too much. I am, uh, pretty excited to try to crank out more episodes as were needed. Uh, in the last week, this is just bonus, bonus Joey stuff, uh, I've had a few people come to me asking about podcasting and, like, ideas, which is pretty cool. Um, mainly friends, um, I don't think they actually listen to the podcast, <laughs> it just seems pretty, you know, like, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, I'll just use ser- serendipitous for now. Uh... That they asked me about that, and uh, it's it's pretty interesting because I feel like if you have questions about a podcast, I think I think you know answering questions are like way more valuable than listening to a piece of content specifically because you know someone's intent of learning is directly then and there if someone asks you a question or questions. So. Yeah, if you guys have any questions related to podcasting specifically, I, and I don't want to talk about podcasting on this podcast. It just feels like it's like I I don't know, like a, like a never-ending portal of just talking about itself. It's kind of weird. Um, but I do like to sprinkle a little bit of podcast mentions um, in this podcast. Or, you know, refer to the podcast, I should say. I really hope you guys are, you know, doing well. Uh, hopefully, the corona has not has not gotten to you. I've been doing my best to not talk about the Rona as much. Uh, it is a little bit tough these days to you know talk about things in which people should adjust for. Um, however, sp- speaking of Corona, I will be a part of a another podcast pretty soon. I will be mentioning uh, I mentioned, I briefly mentioned it last episode, but, uh, the name, I think, I think we're calling it, um, Marketing Quarantine, so it's for those who, you know, are trying to learn how to navigate through, like, COVID-19 and the coronavirus, um, because really, at the end of the day, I think it's just understanding and translating all, like, the foundational things you need to do and applying it to specific industries, specific, um, that, uh, like, 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 avenues, I guess, in marketing, life, whatever. So uh, so that's going to be fun. Uh, and I don't know if we're going to do video yet, but it's going to be more of a, a casual style, and I'm going to be co-hosting. Uh, I'm not going to be the main host. I don't want to be the main host of another podcast. I want to either guest host or just kind of just be there now. Uh, co-host, in a sense. So if you are if you're a fan of me in general uh then i you know i will mention that in my uh personal twitter feed and you guys i think i already it's already mentioned in my twitter anyway They got my names on it and whatnot but but yeah if you're interested i will be mentioning that down the road and you know it's still going to be more marketing related but i think um, the whole idea is, you know, the person who's co-hosting and I, uh, you know, she ch- she's very uh, holistic as well when it comes to marketing in general. And she comes from a more, uh, I think she's got, like, her MBA in, like, marketing or communications. And, you know, me, I like to consider myself a dirty basement kid. Um, not so much self-taught, but I've used a lot of practical experience. And, and, and to be honest, like, I mean, I went to college for marketing, and I've been very maybe like four or five times outside of college I've actually used that because all the stuff I've learned is, like I said, through practical or through um, speaking with other people who've already done similar things and learning and growing from there. So, uh, you know, both have their own place, and I think, uh, I don't know, her and I, she she tends to, her and I tend to work really well together, and uh, I don't know, it seems like more of a, more of a natural conversation type of podcast, so you'll get to hear me more in my elements of of not monologuing for an hour, and or two hours in this case, or three, depending. So it's going to be a different dynamic, and certainly probably not something to listen to before you go to bed, but uh, if that's your jam, then yeah, keep tuned for that. I'm uh, just pretty excited to be doing that. And yeah, I don't think I don't have any other major news. I kind of just wanted to point that out. Uh, and if, if this is your first time listening, um, I will do a better job at uh, calling out when I'm kind of done with the main topics at hand. Um, but I, like I said, I do enjoy just keeping these last five to fifteen minutes. It's uh, kind of like you know my out loud time, just to, sp- to speak out loud and just to speak to you guys as if kind of you know you guys are willing to listen. So, uh, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, uh, you know, and neither should you, <laughs> but, I uh, hope you guys are enjoying your sleep, I uh, hope you guys are able to go to sleep, and if you're not able to go to sleep, as of this moment, I do recommend to eat a mandarin. I love the mandarins, they make you, uh, they, for me, it calms me down, it makes me feel better when I eat a mandarin, they taste phenomenal, uh, Slightly more expensive than oranges, but you're able to uh, peel the mandarins easier, and I think they taste way better than oranges too. Uh, citrusy fruits. Uh, I think it's supposed to help you sleep better too, and I don't know. I've i just love eating mandarins. Um, I don't have a mandarin today. I'm stuck with a banana, and I'm very sad. Um, I don't know. I, I ever since the whole thirty uh, program, I've just fell in love with mandarins. So. Uh, hopefully I'm, sh- I'm showing you guys the light with the Mandarin, and you guys try it and see for yourself. See, see for yourself what you're missing out on. Uh, yeah. However, if, you know, if you're someone who's still listening to this, like at 2 or 3 or 4 in the morning, uh, the only tip I have to you, for you right now, is to, uh, if you've been awake for at least like a half an hour, I want you to go on your computer And I want you to write down five things, five items, or chores, or tasks that you're going to do, right now. That's right. Go on your computer phone, or whatever, write down, I'm going to start the laundry, sweep the floor, take out the trash, mow the lawn, and turn off all the lights in the house. Just write that down. That's all that's all you're gonna do. Um, chances are you will not do that. Not because you don't want to, but because by the time your body if by the time you'll want to actually do the work, your body's gonna say, Screw that, I'm just gonna go to sleep instead. That's 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 my that's my tip to you. Mainly to you first time listeners. I mention this tip all the time, but I, it feels like I have to say that after every episode because repetition, baby. You gotta tell yourself that all the time, like, if you're gonna do it, do it, if you're still awake, but force yourself to do something to be productive, and your body will decide, I'm gonna do it, boom, you're productive for one, or two, screw that. And then your body will just be like, yeah, I'm gonna sleep. Um, that just, I don't know, I, I, that works for me very well. In sleeping news, if you guys are interested, uh, I haven't... Trying to tweak my sleeping schedule. This is the first time I've woken up at 5 a.m. <laughs> uh, I'm recording both episodes, so I mentioned that last episode as well. But uh, first time waking up at 5 a.m. in over a decade, and I, mean, I don't know. I, I spent that extra couple hours to write down all the things I've been doing on my whiteboard. Uh, you know, I think I mentioned like the blitz session for improving productivity. Uh, ever since I've been, ever since that episode, it, it has actually rekindled my my love for doing that getting my whiteboard and writing things down now, i don't know why i stopped doing that to be honest with you i think i just went more digital but there's something about just writing what you're doing down on the on a whiteboard uh, that feels so right and uh, i don't know i haven't color coded i've been if you guys were interested in looking at the task that i do it's on my personal twitter i'm not going to bother you guys with telling you my personal twitter you'll find it if you want it and yeah, I don't know, I don't post too much on Twitter in general uh, my, my world with Twitter is not a, it's, it's a love-hate relationship it's, a, it's, an, it, it's, a, it's an abusive relationship with Twitter, let's be honest um, I, I, I want to use it to start conversations or to post things I like but I also read the feed of everyone and everyone is just, no one knows what the hell is going on and it's very apparent So, hey, myself included, I'm not trying to single myself out um, I'm just i fr- I'm just one of the people who's willing to admit it, though. So, uh, in regards to Patreon, I know it's been five months now since I've mentioned Patreon, and it's been four months since people have been asking me about Patreon. So, um, I'll get there, guys. Okay, I okay, it's not on my whiteboard yet, but I have other things I need to catch up on that are related to the podcast. But once I catch up on these then once I write it down, it'll be done, okay? It'll be done. Just just hold out. Um, and if you want to donate, just email me, droolishpodcast at gmail.com. Um, I'd rather just tell you to email me than to tell you on here, because if you really want to, you're going to do it. Um, and that's kind of the people who I'd want to anyway. It's like I don't still want people uh, just donating if they don't need the money or if they're struggling. Uh, I don't know I, I don't know, I, I'm, a, I'm just a big advocate of mental health and just trying to uh, you know find happiness and center centeredness. I know it sounds I know I sound like a hippie, but uh, I don't know, there's nothing wrong with being happy guys. And there's nothing wrong with trying to work, work to be happy in my experience. So hopefully take those words to heart, the good words and uh, until next time, take care and dream easy.